Hi, I'm Josh Young. And I'm Josh Dillon. And you're listening to the Pink and Black Playback, a 4 out of 10 podcast chronicling the 10 out of 10 career of one Brett the Hitman Art. We cover all the highs, the lows, and the pinky middles. Howdy, partner. Pew! Yes, yes, and it is. <laughs> it is Cowboy Brett Day. <laughs> Back to his original gimmick. <laughs> Back at it again. <laughs> Were you yeah. feeling lonesome? A little I dovey? I am. And today we are watching uh, the continuation, I should say, of the Ballad of Luther Root. <laughs> we are on season two, episode 10 and season two, episode 13 of Lonesome Dove. The Outlaw Years. So for those of you that may remember, uh, we previously <laughs> covered the two episodes of Brett in Lonesome Dove, the series. And we had a good country western theme going and a, and a good time was had by all, as I recall. Yeah, I got real excited about that last episode. I kind of nerded I do about declare it. we had a jolly good time. Uh, Eric McCormick is a southern gentleman. <laughs> All the ladies love Eric McCormick. Forget Will and Grace. This mm. was his fucking show, this man. This was the opus, Mosby. For sure. This is how he'll be remembered after he dies, I'm sure. Um, and we, yeah, as Josh said, we fucking liked it a fair bit, actually. I had a good time reviewing it, at least. And then we found out that uh, season two, the show gets repackaged as The Outlaw Years. Uh, and it gets more rooting and tooting, I guess, is what they're going for. A little more rooting, a little more tooting. We neither, we neither rooted. I definitely tooted. God. Um, <laughs> yeah. So this first episode that we watched, episode 10 of season two, um, we're quite confused from the get-go. This show has done a lot <laughs> since we've watched an episode. We watched the last episode of season one. At the end of that episode, the town basically blows blew, up. Blew, blew up, yeah. Yeah, and apparently in between that and the start of season two, the one of the main characters who was the sheriff at the time leaves, becomes a bounty hunter. I'm assuming his wife leaves him, and then he comes back wife to town, dies. and it's like, oh, it's like a PG-13 version of uh, <laughs> Deadwood, I guess. <laughs> To provide some context, they change, they go into season two calling it the outlaw years in an attempt to make the show more, I can't say relatable because, you know, we live in modern times and that was the old west, but it was an attempt to make the show a little bit more extreme. Yeah. Uh, the main character of Newt uh, was the sheriff in season one. His wife and town blow up in, in dramatic fashion. Two years go by and he's he's gone He's fell into ill repute and has become a, a gun for hire and yeah. not very good at it, I might add. And a drunk and a womanizer. And then he comes back to town and finds the town of uh, 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 <laughs> something Wells. Who gives a shit? Yeah, the, the town of Lonesome Dove. Yeah. Uh, Why didn't they name the town that? That's a good name for a town. Something about a well, right? It's better than Truth and Consequences, New Mexico. <laughs> New Mexico. Fuck Nothing that beats that town. Everything but, beats uh, that town. The, the town falls into disrepair. And uh, people died <laughs> in the first Things season. get kooky. Things get kooky. And yeah. This yeah. episode, uh, I'll read the plot summary. There you go. That's Because there is literally a one sentence plot summary in IMDb. <laughs> they must have got this off the DVD box or something. DVD. Amanda hires Newt for protection when the town blames her for strange happenings. Yes, we also have several new female leads. Um, just because I guess... I don't know. I wonder if the other actress just left or if they were like, we need hotter women. Because <laughs> we have um, the actress who goes on to play the mom from the OC uh, in less than 10 years time from the time this was filmed. And we have another very 90s hot lady actress. Like, if you see this woman's face, she's the one playing Amanda. You would be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a hot lady from the I, 90s. I was, just, I was assuming that everybody on this show was either on the X-Files and or red shoe diaries oh, either yeah. way they knock boots with david There's, duchovny <laughs> I, I don't know man because that's more vancouver casting this is some serious strong oh, toronto casting yeah. vibes you got some faces here you will recognize if you have seen like orphan black and shit you will <laughs> recognize the occasional weird or, face cowboy or murdoch mysteries, mysteries yeah another canadian <laughs> classic so um yeah this episode is a goofy one it starts off with a dream sequence a good cowboy dream sequence <laughs> this is the halloween episode i, I think. guess they call it Day of the Dead is the name of the episode. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, there's a dream sequence that starts off with the gunsmith lady. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's dreaming about her Paul and how her Paul died. And she's she's got the, what they didn't call it depression back then. They called it the upsies and downsies. Did they? I'm pretty sure. I, they did not call it that in the episode. <laughs> they, Josh kept saying <laughs> upsies and downsies. That's what they called it. 
Okay. It's what you absolutely called it. I won't go that far. Well, they didn't say it on the show, but no. they used to refer to depression like I'm, that. Yes. Melancholia. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Her there humors are out of order. <laughs> Oopsies and downsies. And she's real upset about it. Erstwhile. Yeah. Maddie Shaw, which Maddie is, Shaw. of course, is the most cowboy girl name possible. Real yeah. tom tomboy, I bet. Yeah. That's she's my feisty. guess. She's feisty. <laughs> she wears pants, for God's sakes, and drinks and bars. She's pulling guns out on people left and right. That was enough to be an entire plot of an episode of a previous <laughs> season of this show. So Maddie has this horrifying dream. Um, she's trying to run towards her father, who is in a rocking chair somewhere. In, in a field on a hill. In the Okotoks. Yeah. <laughs> somewhere near Okotoks. She's also wearing a ridiculous wig because she keeps this like really oh. cute short bob hair. Yeah, just basically her haircut from the, uh, from the OC, if I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah, pretty close. Um. And then... Next thing you know, she's just wearing this ridiculous wig in the in the oh, in the dream, running in and like an old timey. <laughs> no, dress. Daddy. But she wakes up and she's clearly all depressed. We then are introduced to the other Amanda. Yeah, uh, the, new, the innkeeper. We in, uh, we instantly get introduced to a few of her friends, which are a part of a traveling medicine show. You've got a for fortune teller. You've got a guy that does like blockhead techniques yeah that's nail to nose yeah for yeah those for of, those that don't know because you're in the industry you would know yeah those of you that aren't cool enough to put nails in your own head for fun i i'm surprised you haven't started doing that i don't yet. need to talk about my private life on this podcast. <laughs> it's fine it's fine you don't need to know about where i put nails okay, okay. oh i got a good idea get out of here <laughs> and uh yeah we got and we got the 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 tarot card leader who's a mm. Uh, a heavier set woman that uh, is, is they regularly in this episode called the fat, fat lady. lady yeah. I always thought the fact that she was like reading people's fortunes and like a medium would be more of a defining feature of her, but whatever. It's yeah. fine. the fat lady. That's, that's so, what it's like in a small town, I suppose. They're doing the small town <laughs> grift. You know, he's got a love tonic or whatever. that's supposed to snake cure oil. all he's, he's snake, he's snake oil. oil salesman. Absolutely. And what he's do you call doing it? Beet little, juice and liquor. Yeah. He said it was beet juice and alcohol. Alcohol. Yeah. That's all he's putting in those bottles. <laughs> uh, Maddie ends up buying one at one point, I guess, uh, against the uh, suggestions of Eric McCormick's uh, Mosby. 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 <laughs> dun, dun, dun. That southern gentleman has his ways and his wheels. Or at least he tries to. He's he's definitely yeah. wields a lot of soft power. You know what I mean? The way he, he talks to people and yeah. kind of like just tries to convince people of what they should do or like. You or know. pays people off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he wants the town to prosper, but I don't know how they're prospering. I know. Especially with all his like machinations, because he he's not the bad guy. No. They always got a villain of the week or some sort of But he definitely dramatist. has like the dark protagonist vibe yeah, sometimes. Yeah. This, this uh, show, the outlaw the years next episode of... more. The next episode more for sure. <laughs> the outlaw years are just full of anti-heroes. And I don't want to. And then <laughs> very uh, shortly after this, we get introduced to, uh, let's be honest, who we're all here for. Luther Root <laughs> comes rolling off the top of a moving stagecoach, yeah. literally does a forward roll off the fucking thing like ta-da. And you think uh, he stunted. You think that was him? He's hoping. Gotta be right. And I can do it. <laughs> he uh, has two new friends with him who work the stagecoach with him. who seem a little goofy. They come off real henchman vibes. Yeah, from these blackies. Two. Yeah, cronies. Um, <laughs> we also see Quill, uh, who's got a bad tooth, and he refuses to have you it. Keep getting his name wrong. Isn't it Quill Call? No, it's Newt. Newt. Newt Call. <laughs> who's Quill? Someone's Quill on this show. I just can't remember who. They uh, get Luther rolling off the top of the stagecoach, which I guess is just a thing you do as a stagecoach driver. We we learn that Luther has is no longer a wild man who's basically Trapper. like... Yeah, he's basically Tarzan. <laughs> he is a really social guy who likes buying drinks and he working from, the stagecoaches. He went from rogue, lone, lone nutcase, trapper yeah. guy, like spent too much time in the woods mm -hmm. and in the wild to now just riding shotgun for stagecoaches yeah. and being like cool guy. Yeah, exactly. Being security and driver for a stagecoach. Yeah. Um, more closer to the Bret Hart persona. A little bit. I honestly like this version of Luther. I feel like they fucking murdered our boy. Like they, they, they came back with a new version of him. Yeah. His clothing is so much more generic cowboy, no cool jacket, yeah. just a duster and a cowboy hat. And Brett looks fine. And, don't a, and, a, and a have fun attitude. Yeah, he's I just here to have drinks. He was such a out. fucking loner. And when he was now, like stalking that photographer. Yeah, because like, he was like so totally enamored by and her. And he was worried someone would hurt her. So he's just standing around the bar all the time. Yeah. Now he's like whoring around with his two oh, loser yeah. friends. Yeah, literally like, making jokes about buying people women, like yeah. like going to the, the cat house and stuff. Biting, fucking. And then next thing you know, he's like, I can't wait to get yeah. out of this two bit town so I can I get back it, on my stagecoach. I can't remember if. 
it was uh mosby or call but one of them even at one point when they're in the tavern oh, yeah, is just yeah, like yeah. why do you hang out with those guys like they're fun you know, I like to have fun. He's letting his hair down. Things have changed. You know? He always had his hair down. I know. Metaphorically, in this case, he's letting his hair dry. You know, he's not taking that. That's the Bret Hart version of letting your hair down. Yeah. You got to let it dry. The booking on this TV series is crazy. Yeah. It, they were switching characters. Is Vince McMahon writing this? Oh, I, yeah. This I is, don't know. This has got uh, <laughs> box of gimmicks all over it. It's got Bruce Pritchard written all over it. So we've, we're introduced to these different forces. Uh, this very quickly leads to a situation where uh, Brett's or Luther Sorry's new friends are harassing the fortune teller lady. And she's yeah. not having any of it. She's just like, fuck you, shithead. Yeah, but they're following her all over town. Yeah, literally to a point. This and woman. I do give Luther credit. He does make the effort to be like, leave her alone. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Let's get out of here. Because he's still the good guy. This leads Maybe. to, again, <laughs> a ridiculous television show chain of events where they're <laughs> harassing this woman and she tells him to fuck off. He ends up like kind of like, one of the guys like tricks her into going into a barn and then he locks it behind storage. Her. It was basically yeah, like a little garage. storage shed yeah. and uh, locks her in. And Luther's like, just let her go. Like, let's get the fuck yeah. out of here. And then him and his crony depart, but the one mm. crony comes to face back. She's still like, fuck you. Let me out of here. And he's yeah. like, well, fine. I'm just going to get out of here. And then he leaves. She lights a uh, lantern. lantern. She finds in there instantly knocks the lantern over. And well, no, because the bird, there's like pigeons and stuff yeah. in the in the thing. And then I'm just saying Startler. it took no time at all. <laughs> yeah, like she did. lit the fucking thing, and they they filmed it in the dumbest fucking way. So to <laughs> show her like lighting the thing, I guess pretty clearly the light from that lantern is not going to be enough to light wherever they were filming this in yeah. the interior shot. So what they did is they put a fucking spotlight on the lantern, <laughs> like the spotlight's having a solo in the middle of a musical or something. To make it look like it's refracting light. Yeah. <laughs> and very quickly, she knocks it over. Whole thing goes up in flames, like yeah. bonfire, like country bonfire style. And she dies. Oh, yeah. She dies. <laughs> they cut from this to someone making a cross. And there's like some dumb shit sitting there with Maddie, um, and he's making the cross. Yeah. And he's like literally the... All Westerns have these characters who are Town just dunks. like, you're not all there, are you? You got <laughs> kicked by a mule at Simple. least once, yeah. right? Dropped that, on his head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's the whole vibe of this guy. And Maddie, all depressed still about memories of her father, uh, she's like, you got to make one of those Big. for me. <laughs> and it's the saddest thing. It's just like, what are you talking about? Like, as far as your friend knows, you're, you're fine. And your only thing you've said about it is make me one of those. Back, back. To real quick to Degrassi, hit it. The uh, some of the townsfolk aren't taking a likeling to the traveling, no, uh, traveling course. freaks, they think they're uh, Satan, yeah, worshipers they're, or some such thing. Some of the some of the busybodies and well to do's in the town are like, Well, trash. I never, yeah, you're a trash, get the hell out of our town. Now, after the death, they bury the tarot card reader, and to which Luther Root. Bret Hart and company and the rest yes. of his foundation <laughs> admit to uh, uh, not foul play, but being complicit in this attempted murder and arson. But there is nothing to be done because it's ruled an accident. Yes. And so that's just kind of the point is just like, I feel like they were a little more responsible for this woman's death. Completely. It's like they literally locked her in there. And as she tried to escape, an accident took place and she died. So there's definitely a little level of manslaughter here. You would think. <laughs> I don't think the term manslaughter had been invented in the old West. They just, you death by misfortune. <laughs> I just love that about Westerns. They always act like the sheriff is just making it up as he goes. Frontier justice, right? They call right. it, they call it right down the middle. They call it as they see it. Frontier justice. That should be the name of our cowboy tag team. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. <laughs> you can be season one, Luther Root, and I can be season two, Luther Root. <laughs> You're the fun-loving root, and I'm the lone nutman? All right. The lone nutman. <laughs> Yo, when you finally find a clock tower, that's what they're going to call you afterwards. No, that's what you're going to give the media information yeah, The lone... He wanted to make sure everybody knew he was the lone nutman. Jesus Christ, if that happens and I die, you're my spokesperson. I'm truly No, fucked. it's not what you think. He was in a, in a terrible bike riding accident, and youth has only got the one nut now. The, uh, anyway... So okay, the they bury the lady and uh, and and the guys responsible for her death go to the funeral. Yeah, they're there. But I get the, the idea that anytime anything in this town happens, literally everybody goes to it. Whatever <laughs> it happens to, do. to they're it's gonna like, get a drink later. Funeral. But the the snake oil salesman, leader of this little troop, curses the town and and leaves on his uh, on his wagon, on a stagecoach, whatever. 
Yes, yes. And then all of a sudden, things start to go awry on this Halloween episode. Ooh, do they ever. Yeah. All of a sudden, the well, the town well, has gone to muck. You can't drink the water. Water has gone sour, poisoned. Yeah, they literally uh, uh, take a shot of them pumping water. And it's just chocolate milk. Yeah, it looks like chocolate milk. (laughs) I know what brown water looks like. And so, of course, everyone's getting sick. The husband of the wife who walked up to the innkeeper and her, her charlatan friends, she apparently has gotten quite sick. We don't see her anymore, but her husband is just like, hey, you fucking lady, <laughs> you did this. And she's like, I didn't do nothing. My friends left town. I don't know what to tell you. Um, but the whole town is starting to turn on our innkeeper, Amanda, and her uh, carny friends. So everyone's getting sick. Everyone's getting hysterical. So people do what they naturally do in these fucking shows, and they take the law under their, their own, own hands. hands. Uh, but one of the cronies decides to skip town and he's really scared and he's out in the woods in this fake fog, <laughs> scampers up a tree. Next scene, Luther Root and the other crony come to find him hung up on a tree. tree like by his jacket and uh, shirt, kind of. It looks like to me, he fell out of the tree, tree and got stuck. Yeah, stuck. It doesn't look like someone put him there. Yeah. Um, it's the kind of situation that if you were alive when you got put there, it would probably be easy to get off, you know? <laughs> um, but they're not too they're not too uh keen, let's put it that way. They are very upset though. <laughs> um so they go back to town. There is uh they get a posse together very quickly yep. and they are accusing this innkeeper of her friend black magic, blah blah in blah. Cahoots, and your friends in cahoots, in cahoots with, with the, these snake oil says, Where is your buddy? Where is he? And she's like, Yeah, he's up in my room right now. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> and uh we're doing we're doing sacrifices and shit. Amanda has now uh, enlisted the services of Newt, paid him Paid him uh, 50 Ulysses S. Grant dollars. Yeah, big, big bucks. <laughs> and f- for the record, at this point, every time we cut back to Maddie, she is still fantasizing about her father's death. Yeah. Death. We see a vision a little more clearly of him apparently ending his own life with a gun. That's She's what it been, looks like. The whole town's been getting drunk because they can't drink the water. Water. And yeah. Maddie has taken into drinking the snake oil mm-hmm. and driving herself into- Which is like 90 proof fucking, yeah, fucking like, wood grain alcohol. You wonder why you're seeing visions. <laughs> the posse, Brett and company, <laughs> end up finding the snake oil salesman dragging him back to town. And they were going to string him up or going to fucking shoot him. They do a very good job of explaining where he was or he how they found him. He just appears back in the town. They have him tied, tied up, up and uh, beat bringing up. him in and walking him into town. Um, and, of course, there's uh, some level of confrontation here. Maddie's freaking out. You find out from her conversations with, I think it would most be at this point. Yeah. It's about the year anniversary of her father's death. Um, so that's why she's all fucked up. But she seems to be kind of taken into this I- potential idea of a curse, too. Yeah. Where she thinks maybe something's happening. And other people, because she's acting so out of character, yeah. they think it, she's also in, in part of the uh, or in part of the curse. Potentially. Yeah. Acting crazy as well. So anyway, they bring back the they bring back snake oil salesman and they're about to kill everybody. But the snake oil salesman in a true moment of. I can't say grifting, but convincing yeah. the town. He's already convinced the town that he's yeah. got the cure. Now he's like, I'm a fucking fraud. Yeah, just so you know, I'm full of shit. Yeah. I don't know nothing. I am selling alcohol and, and beet juice mixed uh, yeah. together. I am not responsible for anybody's death, death or this I am mass a charlatan. Yeah. Calls and, himself a fink. Yeah, fink. And he's like, okay, if you didn't kill our friend, the one that got hung up in the tree, who the hell did? Like, he would know the answer. But he turns out he does. Apparently he does. And he's like, it's the loudest one that's got the most Usually the loudest one. And we've noticed, and it, they did a pretty good job of this, because at first, uh, when Luther shows up with his pals, Luther's clearly the guy kind of leading the band. Yeah. In a sense. But then after the this guy is turn. dead, the other remaining guy is very, very, like, taking the, charge. taking the lead and being like, Luther, yeah. we got to do Because, yeah, we just, and because th- once they get him in the middle of the town, it's like, well, let's kill them both. And remember that one Weasley motherfucker spits in Amanda's face and they're like slaps her around? Oh, that was insane. great. Yeah, the, like, the, the husband of the, of, the, <laughs> of the drunk uh, lady, of the drunk lady, of the crazy lady who approached them before in the end, <laughs> the, yeah, ends the, up slapping lady. her in the face. It's a big to do in the middle of the road and again half the town is standing around what's yeah. going on but you, brett gets it out of out of his uh yeah out of his uh crony for there. the finish here i guess yeah. yeah gets it out of his crony there he's like what did you do and he's like i was just having fun with the other guy trying to scare him is all and was complicit 
in another death. Yeah, another accidental death based around teasing and bullying <laughs> is the implication here. I thought what it was going to be is like it was like a share of money thing or something. Yeah. And he, but no, no, there was no money involved. They were no just being money silly, down. <laughs> silly boys, silly, silly boys will do. Yeah, and he'd wanted he just wanted to cover up that death. And they, we never really see the finish of all that either. It no. just kind of goes away, and we back to Maddie stuff for a little bit, where it's kind of Maddie coming to terms with like. You know. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Mosby's like, he's like, come to my house. Oh, the seance. seance. How could I forget the fucking seance? Remember yeah, come to my room. We'll deal with this later. <laughs> I think I can help. She shows up at his room. It's full of candles. Like, again. You like, think it's going to get busy. Like a public act access vampire show or something. <laughs> or that. Yeah, like They're Red Shoe get... Diary. Someone's going to fuck in this <laughs> weirdly smoky, blurry room. He he uh, he got some, what is it called? Greet? Oh, he had a a, a gree gree bag. Gree gree bag. He which got is, it of course, from a voodoo like priestess voodoo uh, magic bags, right? Yeah, after after the war. <laughs> so he was gonna give it to her to help her deal with her father's stuff. She does eventually come to some level of terms with her father thing. Yeah, they 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 put a cross on the hill. Yeah, and then that simpleton that helped is like, is he's not really he's not really there. there, is he? No. No, but he likes to watch over the town. And so she's very uh, spiritualized. But I think she's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but she, at the end of the episode, at least comes to the conclusion of like some level of comfort with her father's death, at least as much as she yeah. can. Didn't resolve the issues with everyone getting sick. Yeah, the water. The water. Chinatown, their, their Chinese camp town burning burned down. down at one point too. There's all sort of multiple deaths. Chinatown burns down. And by Chinatown, <laughs> we mean about six tenths. And of course, there was that guy <laughs> playing that stringed instrument that you see in every movie with like a, a, a Chinese character. Like a classical time period with yeah. a Chinese bar or a Chinese town. He's in both episodes, probably yeah, more. Yeah, that guy probably made so much fucking money. <laughs> like more than any of those other actors in that fucking... Because like no, at no point of any of the episodes we've seen has anyone from Chinatown become a character on the show. Yeah, They're just, just there. In the I'm assuming they're working on the railroad, but they never really clear that up for us. They're just kind no, of they're there. Just there. They're, they're just there in there. tents. But that's usually what the implication is. That's yeah. why the tents are there, right? You're yeah, building they commute. Um, <laughs> Josh, Lonesome Dove, uh, The Outlaw Years, Episode 10, Day, Day of, of the Dead, what out of 10 what's you give this episode? <laughs> You're going to make me do it, aren't you? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to give this strange and bewildering episode of which nothing is nothing is solved. Absolutely nothing is resolved. We learned very little. How did little. the water get back better? As far as we know, it doesn't. Did anybody get really sick and die? Did they get better? Even the wife got sick. The, the mean wife. We never see her again. She's just and she mean, like, and then she's Amanda out of the episode. Amanda was talking about how she got warts on her bum. I was yeah. like, well, man, that sucks. Five out of ten uh, nails to the nose. Ooh. We saw a guy nail his nail. Five uh, out of ten blockheads. I like yeah. it. Five out of ten is not... I think that's reasonable for this episode. I'm going to go with you. <laughs> it was an episode. Stuff happened. They. It was competently shot in that there were a couple scenes where, like, they're... Tr trying to do like the ghost aspect of it like maddie seeing the old uh the the fortune teller lady get like with a bullet hole in her head or seeing her father in the yeah. distance transform into somebody else through a mirror and like the pullback so you were definitely joking. you were joking remember it was like, yeah oh, the director's got to be really good over those transitions when they switch from dad to mosby in yeah. the mirror yeah i must have been really happy with that shot more oh, mirror definitely. tricks very good for a syndicated show <laughs> so i'm gonna go with you here i'm gonna say this is five out of ten downgraded luther roots that's for sure that is the biggest loss it's two different roots it's it's, it's, it's yeah. a tale of two roots tale of two roots absolutely it's luther root earth two. Oh, i don't like it i don't like it i don't it. like it either i, like I think it. they're in a different dimension could have at least given them a bad uh bad goatee or something so right? we knew things were different i just i absolutely missed that jacket i wonder if whoever actually owned velvet. it just yeah. took it. it was like no we can't use this for the show anymore it's my jacket so i guess that uh brings us to episode two of today's <laughs> Um, well, no, we watched a second episode. Oh, yeah. yeah. Episode of today's two. episode. Yeah. <laughs> of today's reviews. So episode 13, Angel. This one has an interesting beginning, too. Do you want to give us a little rundown here? They're out in the hoodoos. And uh, Newt's catching, trying to catch this uh, no good. He's a $100 bounty. You well, find out get later. You. Yeah. Which is a lot of money back then. A hundred Ulysses S. Grand dollars. Thousands, I bet. <laughs> I don't even know. But a lot of money. And he like gets him 
And then he thinks he wins the day brandishing his double barrel uh, (laughs) sawed off (laughs) shotgun. But wouldn't you fucking know it? He got bit by a snake. Yeah, puts his hand down on one of those rocks. You hear the rattling. Pow, bit. Starts doing what you do. You cut your hand and you cut the circulation. Trying to like pull out the blood out as much as he can. And then the no good grabs his double barrel, points it at Newt, and he's like, nah, I'll let the poison take you. Newt's hallucinating. (laughs) But you find out that someone has aided him in uh in in curing him of of his poison as it were or has given him medicine but you don't see yeah. who he ain't dead the snake is <laughs> yeah the snake is dead next to him because yeah. he even threw it away yeah and the, i was like what the fuck why is that snake dead but and it, someone had, and it wasn't just dead it had aid. no head and yeah, he's like covered in blood. blood everywhere and then yeah someone comes to his aid he comes too Walks himself back into town to the doctor's office. Doctor gives him a look and he's like, yeah, you got fucked up. <laughs> That's but the whole, the whole time and the whole episode, this dude's disassociated yeah. like crazy. He falls in and out of hallucinations. And starts seeing the future. The whole time. And people are just letting him wander around town like this the whole time, too. I love that. Because <laughs> nobody's like, man, take a break. You notice both Calm of these down. episodes deal with hallucinations. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, people dealing with lost family members and hallucinations. Did you pick this purposefully? or No. These are just the, the next two episodes. With Brent. We got three more after this. Oh, my God. You guys ready? I know. I, I don't know if you're ready for this. <laughs> Season three jelly. ready? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Paul is all fucked up and wandering through town, and people are just letting him go about his day. And He's he sweating, keeps, too, uh, in yeah, town. He looks he gross. Sweaty. He's having hallucinations. Things continue later that evening. More to the point, he's seeing the future. Anytime there's like a yes, plot true. point, he can see into their future. I, now. That's that's true. He's actually, got like he's, part he's seeing like people hanging. He's getting all these weird little visions. Um, I'm wondering if they're gonna start like making him speak parcel tongue and shit like that. Sadly, <laughs> no. They're gonna forget all of this before the next episode. There's no way they don't. That's bullshit. He could have got superpowers. The uh, this this leads to we see a guy. Uh, show up in town. He looks drunk, frankly, and he's got like a saddlebag over his shoulder. He's as crazy as Newt is. Yeah, yeah, at least. And then maybe he, as delusional. We never really find out. We don't he see goes his visions. into the tavern, and then the next thing we see is we see him getting kicked out. And then the ma- and then the sheriff's there, Luther's there, and a bunch of the other t- local toughs are there, and they're just like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Basically. And then he like mimes a gunshot at the mayor. He like points at him with his yeah, hands it's the middle of the night, and the mayor's walking no, home. No, before that, he does it to the sheriff. Too, oh sorry. yeah, 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 yeah. He, uh, he he mimes a a pantomimes like a gun. He's like bang bang or whatever. Pretends to shoot the sheriff, and I was like, well, that guy's fucking weird. And that was basically the end of that. And everybody ignored him. And then, as you were saying? Yeah, later that night, <laughs> the mayor's walking home, and in the alleyway is that dude. He starts counting down. Yeah, on exactly. three. Yeah. And, he, and then the mayor's like, no! And he pulls out his gun, shoots, shoots him, wings him. Wings him. I only nicked him. And it turns out it was the guy from earlier yeah. who was all bang, bang at the sheriff. And boy, is he now shot. Um, <laughs> is he now shot? Shot dead in the streets, but without a gun. Apparently. Sans gun. Um, sure. But it happened at night and nobody witnessed it. And yeah. so they quickly, Mosby and a few, and the sheriff quickly, and the doctor, who's also complicit in this fucking affair. There's a lot of complicity. Try to make this all hush-hush and make sure the uh, the mayor isn't... Uh, isn't uh, involved well, in any of this. However, the mayor really feels so racked with guilt. He literally like arrests himself. He puts himself in a cell. He's like, hey, will... keep me here. I deserve yeah, to be punished. He too, he too uh, has uh, the upsies and downsies. Yeah, Valley definitely Collier. a big series, a big, <laughs> a big feeling of upsies and downsies for this guy, for sure. Newt, still wandering about town, acting yeah. fucking insane, seeing things recognizes that the person that saved him is this beautiful woman yeah who, who has his bounty in tow the guy that tried to she's riding a horse in with another guy with his hands uh, tied together riding behind her and so she's taking him in to get the bounty and newt saw like hey that's my fucking bounty and she's like well i found him and that was kind of the end of that <laughs> they, oh, that was just the beginning well the end of <laughs> The money, the beginning of uh, something else. This is where the show turns into into Red Shoe Diaries, and, Red Horseshoe Diaries. <laughs> and our previous mayor and current <laughs> bounty hunter, um, Newt Call, is, again, still hallucinating. But somehow these two end up in a barn 
And then they just fuck. Sex, yeah. And then it's like a 90s TV show fucking, right? So they cut away from absolutely everything. We see black and white images. He's still hallucinating. So Close we're up that. of bare skin. But it's like, yeah, to a point where it's like, is that a butt or a knee? Probably a knee. I can't tell. You couldn't tell. Yeah, absolutely. Could have been a knee. Could have been a butt. Nah, but there was a hand cowboy shoe. Yeah, and exactly. Then really sappy romantic music playing. Right? Oh, it's perfect. Red Horseshoe Diaries, man. I'm good. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> you love it. Then they... Uh, yeah, then it cuts to the end of like why you here kind of thing. Like they're putting their yeah. stuff back together. Oh, I'm looking for my, my brother. brother. He's looking supposed brother. to meet me in town. Can't find him. Taught me everything he knows. Everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> Newt's like, I would like to meet, meet this, this man. man. <laughs> Which is just is you like, will in time? <laughs> stepbrother, what are you doing? Oh God. <laughs> Telling oh. you this is red shoe. <laughs> yeah. But in like, Enora, the uh the the gun for hire, the beautiful gun for hire mysterious in her own way with a feather in her hair with a feather in her hair which is implicated many times in this in this episode if you have a flower in your hair you're going to san francisco where do you go if you have a feather in your hair tulsa oklahoma tulsa <laughs> if you're going to tulsa oklahoma <laughs> hey it works good good count there thank you syllable count yeah. you'll give me that but you won't give me red horseshoe diaries no that was horrifying <laughs> you bastard I don't want to have anything to do with your Mr. Hands porn. It's fine. <laughs> Whatever you're trying to remake here. Anyway, <laughs> but you find she's acting fucking crazy too, yes. running all over town, pointing guns at people, wondering where her fucking idiot brother is. Absolutely. She starts pointing guns at everybody in the saloon, starts shooting yeah. up the saloon. She starts. Mosby's getting yeah. guns in his face, and he's trying to be a Southern gentleman about the whole fucking she thing. She keeps threatening people because she realizes uh, something's wrong. And does she not get the word that her brother was killed? I can't remember how she no, even got that. We're getting to that part. Okay. <laughs> the mayor's acting crazy. He locks oh, still acting. Yep, 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 yep. Right? Bosby's trying to keep his shit together or keep everything hush-hush about the death of this yes, man. absolutely. And then it comes to... Holy shit, no, there's got to be a missing part. Oh, no, you find out Enora's was involved with uh, with Luther Root. This is how Luther... This is how Brett gets involved. Yeah, like they've worked <laughs> together or something in the past. And, oh, but they then they, did. Well, they're like <laughs> hugging and shit. So there's definitely some implication that kind of had a thing. And they do this kind of like implying, that, oh, I've met... Yeah, Newt before and it's like oh i bet you know kind of some things about like you know why do you gotta know each other oh, you know. <laughs> they do that kind of stupid back and forth never actually explaining to luther what the deal is but it, to its defense actually pretty clever writing yeah. dialogue i mean comparatively absolutely <laughs> newt and brett get into it mm -hmm. luther get into it because he's trying to stop her from killing everybody in town trying to find this brother and, and then because newt's kind of lost it at this point too yeah. in and out of his hallucinations he's, yeah he's going yeah. well into his delusions to the point where everyone thinks he's just fucking drunk or yeah. fucked up or yeah. poisons entered his mind that they lock him up. Meanwhile, the his original bounty is just talking shit in the jail mm -hmm. and and annoying everybody to the point where the sheriff beats him up when his dad was yeah. in there. Yeah, 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 like yeah. blaze the boots on him. I wish Brett could have given him that beating, but you know, can't have yeah, it. Yeah, Brett, Brett's been pretty <laughs> sidelined. Brett's episodes. been beating up Newt. He just fucking blocks his punch. It's some bullshit. Then you find out the guy that died. Is the woman is Enora's brother? Yes. But the reason why he was acting crazy, and also his symptoms of being sweaty, is that he had tuberculosis. Yeah. Well, we find that part out a little later. First, yeah. we get some time with uh, her going around town, pointing guns at everybody. <laughs> like, you did it. It was you, sheriff. Yeah. I, I want to know where my brother is. Someone's got to know. And she's interrogating the town. Yeah, losing her fucking shit about it. And I mean, like, at this point, rightly so, everyone's yeah. kind of hmming and hawing. But it, at this it comes down woman. to Detective Newt to put things together. Yeah. And wondering why the hell this happened, because he confronts uh, Mosby and the doctor, and then they reveal that he had tuberculosis. And the reason why they wanted the mayor to take the fucking, not so much the fall, or just cover so up like, his death, is because they didn't want the town, I'm, getting around the town that somebody had tuberculosis. I'm still confused, because a couple things here. So... The uh, process of events, guy with TB comes to town, um, is kind of fucked up, goes into the whorehouse or whatever, yeah. and fucking gets kicked out. Gets kicked out. We find out that it's, he got kicked out because he has TB. TB. Um, so they kicked him out there. He then wanders around town, gets shot at by the mayor. Suicide by mayor? We don't even totally know. I think what I gathered from this is they fucking put him down. They gave him an injection or something and- Later died. on. Because, yeah, because the but mayor they don't winged him. even say specifically what happened. As far as you know, he got winged by the mayor. 
And then he eventually he died of TB. Right. Um, I don't fucking know. They didn't do a very good job explaining In what Newt's happened. delirium, he susses out in his delusions that the mayor is going to kill himself. And that yeah. the only he way has a vision he of the mayor hanging himself. himself. And the only way that he could stop that is if he prevents it himself. To which and he, he literally does. He does. Because the mayor's and like again, drunk and hanging himself. Does the most cowboy fucking thing ever. He's Hits all fucked up. Yeah. And he shoots the rope with his fucking revolver. Again, unneededly so. <laughs> it's not like there's a bunch of people hanging the mayor and Luther and Luther. And uh, there I fucked his name up. <laughs> and then and Newt shot him from like, you know, across the street or something. He hung himself in what appears to be like a ranch pen, like a cattle pen um, off of some post. Newt, off the entrance of the yeah. post there, yeah. And Newt just sees him from the other side of the waist-high fence and shoots at it twice and it breaks. And again, he's fucked up, so that's especially impressive, <laughs> but completely unnecessary. He could have walked over to the man and like helped him off gently. The, the mayor now has this ghastly scar around yeah, his neck. A, a lynch survivor, yeah. as it's known as. Newt finds out that is the one that saved him initially, but with what? They don't know. It gets to nut cut in time. And Inora goes to the mayor's house, starts shooting that fucking place up, demanding yeah. where her brother is. Because she kind of find, finds out that something is, uh, foul play is afoot. Newt comes to save the day, but he has a delusion too, or a premonition that he might die saving the mayor getting shot by Inora. Inora ain't fucking around, she's gonna fucking shoot him. But Newt reveals that he didn't die from the gunshot wound. It wasn't the mayor, the poor old mayor and his ex-father-in-law that killed him. It was, it was, uh, he's a lunger. That's, and, what was, that's what you called him back then. And then and Newt does this by confronting Mosby and the doctor who are sitting together yeah, in the tavern. And when he confronts them, Mosby's like, yeah, he had TB. We wanted to keep it hush up. No, the doctor tells him yeah. that Mosby's all fucking pissed we, off. We didn't want to tell anybody. because For we, reasons unclear. <laughs> we didn't want it, the, um, Curtis Wells, that's what it's called, uh, oh, yeah, thank to you. be considered uh, a plague town. town. It is like 1900, because this is like a late cowboy period show, if I remember correctly. Uh, One in 20 people have fucking tuberculosis. Yeah, everybody's got some TV. version. It's like, it's not weird to yeah. have TV in your town at this point. I mean, like... You were quarantined. I and again, point. Yeah, I'm just saying you would not hide that a guy who had yeah. TB came to town. You would not. There would be no need for it. But for some reason, they did this to protect the good name of this town, which is a gunfight every other fucking episode. You know, there's like, a lot of fires in this fires, town. Like, <laughs> Left and right. I think basically the most Poor mundane of thing. Chinese. <laughs> oh, that's just... That's just... And Native Americans that's of part its time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> of its time in the next 60 years, And basically. women. Women getting... Yeah, but this town is so heaven uh, forbid anyone's got TB. (laughs) It's such a weird finish to this episode. (laughs) So what do we got? Let's go back and look at some of the stuff that's happened here. We've got um, our main character getting bitten, poisoned by a snake in such a way he hallucinates for days. During this period, he has a sexual interaction with a woman who had just come to town looking for her missing brother. Missing brother is dead. Brother who turns out to be dead. Uh, She comes back to town with his quarry in tow, getting getting the bounty for it. She apparently saved him and left him there because it's not really saving a guy in the middle of the fucking desert. To be eaten by coyotes? Yeah, or like like maybe another snake? I don't know. (laughs) But she leaves He'll just walk away from this? She doesn't even bother to wake him up or do anything to help him or anything. I think she leaves him water. I can't remember if she does. No. Or she feeds him water and leaves. No, she gives him the He sees that. Well, yeah, but she she he she drinks from a, a canteen. Yeah. Like in, in his visions, he sees her feeding him from a canteen. Turns out we've been lying about the brother the whole time because TB is a scary, scary illness. And the mayor's got upsies and downsies and wants to die. And the mayor the whole time is going through this fucking shit and literally tries to fucking end his own life. We forgot the fucking bounty's the one who gives up the ghost about the brother dying because he overhears yeah. it. Yeah, because of course everyone's yelling bullshit in front of this weird <laughs> bad guy who's just locked up. We don't even know what he did. Probably something real bad. Though, no, he killed, a, he killed the bank manager. Oh yeah, he killed a man. Yeah. And then the mayor's like, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I too have killed a man. I know what it's like He's to like, snuff the life <laughs> of another no, living the, man. And, the, and, the, and the, the owl hoot was right because he was like, he's like, I kill a man, I'm going to get hung. The mayor yeah. kills a man, he gets to go away scot-free. It's true. Keep him in here. And God. then Austin, what the, the sheriff, beats the fuck out of him for his... Uh, he does beat the shit out of him too. Holy fuck. That was actually a pretty good for this show. It was a good like 
punch up because he's doing it kind of off screen, right? He's doing the thing where he walks in, starts pitting him in the cell, but he falls down below the camera's view and it's just him kind of picking him up and hitting him. Yeah. Each time real old school, yeah, yeah, yeah. like black and white TV detective <laughs> show fight. It was pretty cool. But that, uh, that's, that's part of the course of the action because the only action, other action we get is Brett hitting Newt yeah. for acting. He doesn't acting even jump off a fucking stagecoach. This, this, he doesn't do anything. Oh. He just happens to know the other side character. Was Brett just on set that day? And they're like, Brett, we got like, I don't know, six lines. You Brett in town? Get on? Come on. Town, yeah, Brett. exactly. We need, we need Luther back. And Brett was like, okay. They have, okay, we're going to get, we're going to get into my Luther root feelings <laughs> after this. <laughs> Josh, what out of 10 what's do you give this Forgot episode? The, the ultimate ending. Eh, go the for ultimate it. Ending. Go for it. So everything, everybody calms the right the fuck down. Newt and Nora parting ways. You can kind of tell. <laughs> You're ready to laugh in my face. You're looking at me like. I am. I remember the episode and I am just like, I just like. This is so stupid. Playing it over my head as and you're he's saying like, it. He's like. You find out that she uses Indian medicine on his ter yeah. her terms, not ours. To, to heal Newt. How did you know my soul needed healing? It's like, because I fucked sexual you and your... <laughs> you're fucking... You're a sad fuck, dude. <laughs> little sexual healing, and then at the end of this, she's a cowboy and on a pale horse, horse she, she rides. rides. Yeah. She just, like, leaves town. Yeah. Like, every other side And you can tell he's like, well, stay. He, didn't, he doesn't quite say, stay with me, but she's like, he's like, no. Stay with me. Yeah, There's it, another one. <laughs> Sorry. Go on. I'm having a moment but here. But she right doesn't now. even want to kiss him because he's so depressive. And she's off, off and, and Mosey's, running. Mosey's on. Mosey's on. Mosley's on. Mosby's on. Oh my god! <laughs> and that's the ending of Angel. And I don't know who Angel is. Is she supposed to be the Angel? Angel was Buffy's vampire boyfriend. He got his own spin-off spin show. Great yeah. show. Yeah, I think this Great is show. just what they were talking about. Joss Whedon, not Pick up the time. Well, but no, 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 not at all. <laughs> not at all. Boy, <laughs> you want to talk a like wrestlers go down in history of like some terrible falls from grace, but Joss Whedon, holy shit! You realize he hasn't uh, done fuck all since since Avengers: oh, Age of Ultron. He did a fucking DC movie. He did uh, oh, Super Troopers, or whatever. <laughs> the replacement director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and then Jesus. he also produced a TV I show. Forgot about that. Uh, a, a really boring TV show that uh, was going on when all this shit came out of him being an asshole to people. But I digressy. Yeah. Josh, what out of ten? What? You know, we don't hardly see enough of Bret Hart Luther Root. Not at all. Not enough. So I, to the point where I was like, did you know how much Brett was in this? And you're like, I had no idea. I just knew he was in the episode. Knew we were going to watch. And I knew this might be an issue. I knew we were <laughs> going to come in and we we're going to watch every episode that Bret Hart was in. We got to cover it for the cast. We got we to cover it. It's we for you to. people. Yeah, it's not for us. I don't I don't, I don't do this to the wee hours <laughs> for nothing. Uh, I'm going to downgrade this to four out of ten of... <laughs> Four out of ten lynch markings. Yeah, I, that ending, man. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. I, uh, I kind think, of sad. <laughs> I think you're absolutely right. Uh, let's just, yeah, we'll go. We're, we're team fuck this show. Four out of four ten. Out of 10. We're giving it a Bret Hart four out of ten. What did you give it? Four out of ten what? Uh, lynch survivors. I'll give it um, four out of ten dead brothers. This... <laughs> episode is four out of ten lungers <laughs> like if i have to say why this one loses a point compared to the previous episode the previous episode it at least had some level of like logical consistency even though at the end they did not resolve the actual problem and it had like way more brett Brett's yes focal point brett's brett just was hanging out more in this important episode. far less brett in a less sensible manner he had nothing to do with anything he just kind of knew somebody and he's sort of around um and he dropped in on newt and he was just like whoa you look weird and that was kind of it <laughs> And then uh, we also get an ending here where the reveal is such a uh, like a downer in that it's like, what? TB? We covered. We were Out of all the things that happened in this fucking town, TB is the problem? No, and the whole context of it is like we're willing to cover up this. We, we're willing to cover up this man's TB with a shooting and possibly ruin the life of the man that shot him yeah. accidentally just hoping he might get over it one day yeah and they're like remember they keep telling his austin the sheriff his son yeah he's like your dad's got to get over this yeah immediately yeah 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 yeah. and even he even he's towing the lines like Some dad you gotta get bullshit. over this it doesn't make any fucking this sense is insane. Eh? just insane it's uh 
a real, I, I don't know of how disappointed I can be of a syndicated Canadian fucking cowboy <laughs> show because I expected every episode to be like this. I guess this is kind of where my disappointment rests. The two episodes we watched previously were kind of interesting. It felt more like I was learning about a group of people in a place. This kind of just feels like they're pretending there's a mystery and then they do nothing until it solves itself. And then they're like, yeah, <laughs> we're done. We've had kind of a cute family-oriented uh, cowboy or Western show about a small community trying to get by in the tradition of Lonesome Dove, the miniseries, the and apology. Lonesome Dove, the books, all of that. That's what those books are about. It's about community building in a time when that was super important. Yeah. Um, the end of that first season was a real, like, pardon the bun, but a barn burner. The fucking old town blew up. But I remember at the end of it feeling like, wow, they really did something here. Like, yeah. they really want me to give a shit about these people. That episode had so much tension. It felt like a fucking Tarantino movie. You know? <laughs> it was just like kept building to something and then something happened. And you got everybody, you got all the main characters teaming up, which yes. is interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For their first season. And then in this second season, especially the characters of Mosby and and Newt, who frankly, their issue was that they were the both in love woman. with the same woman, Newt's wife at the time, who is now out of the picture. Dead. But these guys just keep finding a way to, if not be enemies, they're definitely not pals, that's yeah. for sure. But they're never really involved. It doesn't, no. doesn't appear. Well, mind you, we haven't watched the entire series. It doesn't but. feel like they're they're two parts, two leading characters. They found like they're other characters in an ensemble cast. It's too. Sh I think there's a, some subtle reasons why, like, yeah, every episode's almost like two subplots. Very there's um, main plot, subplot. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's very traditional TV, and you can tell they're trying again. They're calling it the outlaw years. The whole point <laughs> is like, oh, the town's gone worse, and they really want to make this more of an action-based show, but it's not because they don't have any fucking budget. It's a syndicated Canadian <laughs> cowboy drama there's from 1995 no and 96. No, so it's just. This happened, and this guy came to town, and this guy left town. It's like Deadwood without any of the good stuff or Just the curse. A lot of fires. Just, well, no, we yeah. can light a fire real quick. A lot of fires. Yeah, they're in the middle of the prairies. Those fucking things go yeah. real hanging. good. Real good. Don't have to worry about water or uh, <laughs> rain putting anything out. So I don't know. I'm really kind of disappointed. And they fucking gutted Luther Root. Luther Root was a weirdly interesting character to me, in that he was Brett was playing the wild man. He was playing a trapper. Yeah. He was playing this guy who Loner. didn't. He was a good person, but he didn't know how to interact in society. I had no social graces. Right? He meant well, and you learned about him over the couple episodes he's in, in yeah. the first season, that like, oh, he really wants to do what's best. He just doesn't know what that Know the is. right way of doing it. Yeah. And so he ends up just butting heads with everybody. But in this one, he is just like, he is a cowboy. Yeehaw! Just yeah. kind of like Can't rolling in. Can't get back on that stagecoach. Having kicking a lot of fun. over the West. Exactly. His it's quote. Just, He'd been gone for at least two years. It's episode 10, so it's reasonable to believe it had been at least almost three years <laughs> since, um, you know, the town blew up, which he then <laughs> saved. He's one of the people that saved this the community. Town, yeah. And then he gets a job on a stagecoach, again, off camera. And uh, that's he's... it. And then they come bring him back. And he, he's cool jacket, which we were so fucking in love with. Yeah. Doesn't have that anymore. Just wearing a fucking duster. Happy go lucky. Looks like he's wearing a Halloween costume. <laughs> Happy go lucky. A bit plucky, even. Maybe, yeah, a bit plucky. You know? <laughs> That's not the bread I know. This is uh, a killer. Travesty. I hate it. I hated it. It's, it's so boring and <laughs> so not good. If you want to watch a, a syndicated. Canadian action show from this period. Just watch uh, the Voyages of Sinbad, or where the fuck it was called, Sin the Tales of Sinbad, <laughs> that uh, terrible uh, Hercules ripoff. I can't think of any other TV shows that would fit the mold. No, you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> can't say the littlest hobo. This is <laughs> this is a downtime for westerns. <laughs> I can say that for sure. God, mid nineties so, is the downtime for wrestling. Or sorry, oh, wrestling too. Wrestling too. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's coming back. The new generation. <laughs> Just so everybody knows, our plan here is we are going to do the the back end. I know you're really excited after that. Ruby. <laughs> We're going to do the back end of the the Ballad of Luther Root, which I've taken to calling it. We've it. got three more episodes left. Oh, remember that funny scene where he he told uh, in the first episode that we watched here for this episode. He just says, sorry. <laughs> sorry. He gives a Canadian, Canadian sorry. 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 To, to Newt. And we both laughed. <laughs> uh, it was like overtly Canadian accent. It was like he, he was. Sorry. Yeah. It's fucking wild. So we will be doing the remaining three episodes left in this. Um, Can't wait. This Can't get anthology, worse. this series. Um, 
But for the record, next episode will be the end of season two of the Pink and Black dun, playback. Dun, dun. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> you getting it? You are getting a two-part movie episode as you're finished. I love it. You know, you got to use that uh, two-parter at the end of a season. Or maybe we should just consider it the first episode of season three, because then we get that split in between, like, who shot Mr. Burns? Yeah, then we got to wait the whole Or the summer. Borg episode of fucking TNG. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta yeah. Wait the whole, you guys got to wait the whole couple weeks. Exactly, until <laughs> we come back with a new episode, explain where we've been. I've been riding stage coaches this whole time. <laughs> Fuck. But yeah, I'm looking forward to finishing this one off, and we'll come back with season three of the Pink and Black Playback. We've got a lot of cool stuff planned for you. We've gotten our hands off of a bunch of really, really crazy stuff, really um, old stuff, but stuff that's worth watching, I think, and some real interesting stuff coming up. Brett is going to be on an episode of that uh, Tales from the Territories, that yeah, ice show. Yeah, we're going to do that. So we'll be talking about that as well. Um, and of course, if any other cool matches happen or another wrestling company has the entire wheels fucking fall off in their, their, uh, their back room, then we'll let you know. Jericho uh, having more backstage pull. What right? does this all mean? I think it's a great idea to give everyone in your company a role in creative. <laughs> That's probably going to be fine, right? That's good. It's going to turn out well. Um, Can't be that bad. We're rambling now. That's uh, Chris Jericho <laughs> re-signed with AEW, and they did the same thing with, as they did with John Moxley. They both got a, an increased back uh, stage role, whatever the fuck that means. I think, I think to some degree, maybe it is kind of good. That gives them extra helpings like, at the uh, maybe. Time. <laughs> yeah, it's just I don't know if active wrestlers should be fucking in managerial positions in your company. Maybe that's maybe that's too WCW. Are you, you know? okay? Are you okay with guys like Big Show, Mark Henry, some of those guys sure. being backstage? I think absolutely. Jerry Lynn's backstage, right? Jerry Lynn is. In fact, he was on camera this week. Uh, oh. They had. Uh, this is the week of the Tuesday night dynamite they did. Uh, he came out and got fucking uh, tombstone by uh, Jericho. Oh, nice. yeah, that's right. That's nice. They had to, I love it because Jerry, former ROH champion, Jerry Lynn. It's like, oh, yeah, he was ROH champion. Fuck yeah. Yeah, like a mid Jerry, mid-2000s. His Jerry Lynn's career makes no sense to me in the best way in that it's just like he worked everywhere for about eight years. He was everywhere. And then every was, company. And he's, well, he's more popularly regarded as RVD, Rob Van Dam's arch nemesis. He was the new FN show. <laughs> I, I loved his, his ROH stuff's great. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking amazing. Agreed. But yeah, his ECW stuff's too. Yeah. Like he was his arch yeah, rival. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Him, it's like him and Sabu are his arch rivals. Yeah. The new FN show. A, I had... How uh, derivative, but <laughs> that's but, Paul Heyman for you. So you have more rambling about uh, <laughs> modern day wrestling to look forward to and as well. And olden day wrestling. But we are definitely going to double down on some really wild Bret Hart shit. And uh, I hope you're all looking forward to it. But first... The tail end of the Ballad of Luther Root. Oh, but until then. You can't wait, can you, kids? Ooh, Josh. <laughs> so, send us home. In the meantime and in between time, this has been another thrilling episode of the Pink and Black Playback. Tune in next season. Same Brett time. Same Brett channel. Adios. Adios.